If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneurial experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of The Bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Lives branding team. On today's show, I talk about the importance of building your own business playbook. As entrepreneurs, so many of us are looking for external validation and feedback from others in order to tell us what we should be doing instead of looking internally and committing to figuring it out ourselves. Nobody knows the ins and outs of your venture, your target market, and how you will succeed. Because the future of your business doesn't exist yet, you have to create it. And if you're tired of guessing, instead of speaking with authority and conviction, then you have to commit to building your own business playbook. Before we jump into the show, do me a favor and make sure you subscribe to the Transition Newsletter at the link in the show notes. I do my best to send out a newsletter at least once a week, and if there's a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or in the newsletter, feel free to shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, MetLife Foundation provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. What is going on, Bunker? It's your boy, Iron Mike Stedman, coming to you from Newark, New Jersey, the brick city. And today I want to talk to you all about the importance of building your own business playbook. So I'm going to start right off the bat by taking off my armor. When I first started Ironbound Boxing, I didn't really have that much confidence. Um, I had confidence in my ability of like, oh, I'm going to figure this out. But in a sense of like, I didn't feel like I had confidence that like I knew what I was doing. You know, that like, you know, that I was like, I don't know, looking for someone to save me, looking for some like magic formula or some magic playbook that I could turn to and be like, oh, this is what's going to take Ironbound boxing from zero to hero. Um, And it's taken me damn near like six years, if I'm being honest. So when was that? That was 2016 when I started working on the gym. And here we are in 2022. Maybe I can't count. Maybe it's five years, whatever. But uh, I'm really just now starting to accept the fact that like, everything you need is already within this idea that like you know the answers a lot of times you're just kind of looking for that external validation but it's really on you to kind of solve the hard problem of how do you right build a sustainable business model you know how do you whether it's driving donations driving revenue etc And instead of, again, looking outwards, just look inwards because nobody knows our ventures as well as we do. You know, like I can go brief people about Ironbound and what I'm trying to do here in the city of Newark, but at the end of the day, they're not walking a beat. They don't know the realities. And the same thing for you. You're in, I don't know, Montana somewhere, and you're trying to launch a small business out there. And guess what, man? Like, yeah, I can give you advice and recommendations from you know, this platform, but at the end of the day, you're going to be the one to uh, determine what works and what doesn't work. And so I want to encourage y'all to think about 
building your own business playbook. Um, and what that really means is like building your step-by-step -step process and your systems for winning consistently, okay? And a lot of times in the early days, that winning looks like driving revenue or donations and putting money in your bank account. Okay, so on a previous episode, I talked about, you know, stop trying to focus on scale and focus on getting 10 customers, okay? Now, with regards to the building your playbook, this is really taking that to the next level because now what you want to think about is capturing what's working either on a Google Doc, Notion, Loom videos, etc., and documenting it. So it's repeatable so that other people now have a better understanding of like, hey, this is how we do things here. This is what works for us, right? Because what you're going to find out is, and I know a lot of y'all can relate to this, you see other people doing stuff, so you assume that you should do it too. Like right here, I'm recording at my podcast studio in uh, downtown Newark, and I got one of these little like banners, these little printable banners that I had made, you know, because I think when I went to like, when I first started going to like entrepreneur events, you would always see the entrepreneurs there, you know, with their little table and their little banner. And I assumed that like, hey, that's what I need to do. So, of course, when I got invited to go set up a stand or whatever, I went over to the little uh, print design shop, spent like $300 building this little banner, lugging this sucker around New York City uh, whenever I had an opportunity to go speak. And guess how many donations it led to? Freaking zero. You know why? Because that wasn't my playbook. I was trying to mimic what other people were doing. Now, you know what I do? I identify people that I think would be um, a, a potential donor for Ironbound, and I just try to get them on the phone. And that works repeatedly. Or I post on LinkedIn because I get a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, donations through LinkedIn and our newsletter. Like, that works for us. But I had to discover that. And once I discovered it, I started sharing it, you know, with our board to let them know that like, hey, this is why I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Like I can apply to all these different foundations out there and all that other stuff. We just haven't had a lot of success. But whenever I get in front of the veteran entrepreneurial community, whenever I'm around that ecosystem, good things um, happen. And my board rallies around me because they know I've got the battle scars to prove it. Like I've been doing this like six years at this point, right? And the reason it's important for you to build your business playbook is because it's going to allow you to speak with conviction, that like absolute confidence, right? Because when you're first starting out, like I've said before, man, it's like, it's like writing fiction, you know? You don't have any real data to uh, validate, hey, whether or not um, there's a market for what you're building, right, what you're selling, and that people actually want this thing, and you don't know what's going to work or what's not going to work because you haven't tested on the market, but once you get out there and you start selling, now you have that data and you can start making adjustments. And I think one of the reasons so many of us are looking externally is because, again, it goes back to that lack of confidence, right? Like, I get it. A lot of us spent um, anywhere from, I don't know, two years to 20 years plus in the military. That's a different kind of uh, mindset. It's a different way to kind of look at the world. And then you transition out. Some of you work, you know, in corporate America for a little bit or you jump straight into entrepreneurship, whatever. But you really do have to kind of like make this paradigm shift. And there's so much 
um, information out there that is trying to tell us like what we need to know in order to be successful. We're getting bombarded by, you know, YouTube videos saying we need to do this, we need to do that. We get conflicted information that we need to go get an MBA program and we need to raise a lot of money. We need to do all this different stuff. And again, right, like it just it's it it might not be for you. What you have to do is you gotta find out what works. And you can't be scared. I think that's the other thing too, is like you have to really be fearless in getting out there and figuring out what works. You know, one of the uh, guests who I really appreciated having on the Transition Podcast was Manuel Godoy from uh, Black Sands Entertainment. And, you know, Manuel, they have this uh, black-owned comic book company, originally wanted to start out making video games, but realized that, like, video games uh, took a lot of time, money, and energy to to make happen, and so he pivoted into comic books. But even for him, he was trying to raise capital, and what he realized was he wasn't having a lot of success. Where he was having success was going to his fans, right, and having them fund the production of their comic books through crowdfunding, right? And so they started launching these crowdfunding campaigns that allowed them to uh, create the IP, distribute it, et cetera, right, and create these raving fans who want to be a part of it. And so ever since then, they've just run multiple crowdfunding campaigns they've generated over like a million dollars in revenue freaking you know uh want to deal with uh, kevin hart on shark tank but guess what that playbook for them running those crowdfund campaigns mobilizing their fan base that's great for them but let's say you're launching a tech product you know i just had vic hill on bunker office hours so i'm gonna get on the show and you know um he's trying to uh raise money for uh, a platform to help you know, reservists and National Guard's uh, members access their benefits, bring more transparency to that because a lot of them don't know. Crowdfunding might not work for them, you know. Um, They might have to go uh, and raise traditional, like, venture capital or from angel investors and stuff, et cetera. You know, it really all depends. But Vic's got to have the courage, and he does, to get out there and figure it out. Um, And I just want to encourage y'all to, you know, really just be observant. Think about Think about yourself as, how do I say this? You're a scientist, right? You're curious, right? You need to create your hypothesis, right? You have this hypothesis of your venture, right? The value you think it has, uh, what people are willing to pay for, who your perfect customer is, you know, how you're going to be successful. But that's all it is is a hypothesis, okay? Now, you need to get out there and you need to test, Right. And so even especially if you're raising capital. Right. Like that's why I want you to speak with conviction, because if you're trying to raise capital, whether it's non-diluted from a pitch competition or, um, you know, going through the traditional uh, investor routes. Right. You want to stand up there and not look to the investors to tell you where your market opportunity is. You don't want to look for them to tell you what your perfect customer is. You are briefing them. Right. And you can say it with like absolute confidence that you know what the hell you're talking about and for early founders because we don't have that market validation it's almost impossible to do that so that's why I want to like push you beyond your comfort zone and I want you to get out there and start figuring it out right just you just gotta you gotta you gotta work you know you gotta grind you gotta figure it out right um and I know that's easier said than done because like I've been you, I've been in that co-working space by myself. Hell, I'm in my co-working space right now by myself, you know, a little podcast studio. But 
I just think about, you know, um, how powerful it is once you really start to understand truly what makes your venture tick, you know? Um, I'll give you another story. Back in um, uh, 20, what was it, 2020, when the pandemic hit, okay, at the time, I had my nonprofit boxing gym, Ironbound Boxing, had to close it. Why? No market need, right? Top two reasons venture fell. They ran out of money. Number one, there's no market need. And number two, they ran out of money. So when the pandemic hit, there was no longer a need for Ironbound Boxing, okay, on the nonprofit side, or gym at least. Um, and then me teaching corporate boxing in the New York City metro area, there was no longer a need for that. So I literally was like down on the canvas and had to start over uh, from scratch with a new business model. Now, here's what I'll tell you. I applied for a fellowship called Echo and Green. And what this fellowship would have allowed me to do, it would have given me $80,000 medical health benefits, et cetera, to focus on Ironbound uh, uh, Boxing to continue, you know, keeping the dream alive, right? And I'd applied for that fellowship three times, right? And this year in 2020, I finally made it to the finals, right? Um, and there were only like 30 of us that made it to the finals. Now, typically every year they would select, you know, like 25 or something like that, right? But because of the pandemic and, you know, everybody was nervous about like the future of the economy, they only selected seven. And I was not one of the seven, right? And I will tell y'all, like, I was actually looking for Echo and Green to kind of save me, you know, because I was so up against it. You know, it was hard. I'm in my one-bedroom apartment in downtown Newark. Everything that I've built up over the last few years virtually disappeared overnight. And, you know, I felt, you know, I felt like I was screwed. I felt like it was the end. It was the end of Iron Mike, right? I, Iron Mike wasn't born yet. I was just Mike Stedman, right? I called myself Iron Mike when I decided to pick myself up off the canvas and figure it out, okay? And that was when I launched Ironbound Media and that was when I really leaned in and started a new program for us, uh, Thrive, right? And pulled us, you know, back into the fight. Got, up, got us off the canvas, right? Did a bunch of stuff, taught virtual boxing classes until I validated my new business model. And then we're off to the races. But as I look back now, right, I'm so thankful I didn't get that Echoing Green Fellowship because it forced me to figure it out. Right. And that's why I'm able to speak with so much confidence and so much conviction on entrepreneurship these days because I've literally done it. Like a lot of the advice and stuff I'm sharing with you all, I've literally done it myself. I've seen other people do it. I've learned from the best. Right. And had I gotten saved by Echo and Green and gotten that fellowship. Right. I don't know if I'd be as confident as I am today. Right because it forced me to quit looking externally for other people to kind of jump in and figure this whole thing out for me and instead relied me to say, look, Mike, you've got the experience. You're a freaking Marine. You know, you've read a lot of books. You know, you've participated in a lot of programs. It's on you. And the trippy part is you start to wonder, like, damn, right, why did it take this paradigm shift? Why did it take all this bad to happen for me to figure that out? How much further could I have gone if I realize that sooner, all right? And so what I want you to do is, I want you to realize it sooner, right? I want you to understand that, look, it is on you. It always has been, right? Bunker Labs can't save you. 
street shares can't save you, all these different, you know, programs and stuff that y'all are looking towards, whether it's the pitch competitions, et cetera, like they're not going to save your venture. What is really going to be is on you. And so I do my best on this platform to give you the tools and the knowledge and the expertise, not just for me, but collectively from the from uh, entrepreneurs and SMEs in our ecosystem. But at the end of the day, you have to execute. So create your playbook, okay? Figure out what's working, what's not working. Document it, okay? Document it whatever way you need to, right? And this, this is where you take out pen and paper right now and say, Michael, okay, I got you. I'm going to document it. I'm going to start writing out um, systems and processes on my paper, on my Google Doc, or I'm going to record the video, um, and I'm going to start making this thing work. And, like, it doesn't have to be elaborate. Like, for those of you that were in the Army or, um, you know, in the Marine Corps, we had, like, the TNR manual. And these are these, like, elaborate, like, freaking military kind of playbooks on crack. Really is what it is. A military playbook on crack. But when you're first starting out, that's, like, super overwhelming. That's daunting. That's not what you need to do. You don't need to sit there and, you know, create this, like, really robust kind of manual that nobody's going to read, especially these millennials that you're going to be hiring to help you out, whether it's running your social media or doing other um, jobs within the venture. Instead, just like, you just need to be able to explain how your machine works, right? Uh, one of the things I did early on that I'm so thankful for, and it took me, uh, uh, it took me having a business coach to one, recognize that that's what I needed. And number two, uh, have the guts to really just kind of um, step out there and get it was get a VA, right? And my soul, I love my VA. Her name is Kristen. She's absolutely amazing. And her sole mission is to document how we do business at Ironbound, right? She's like the integrator. She's the COO. She makes the machine work. She makes the system work, right? We find out something's working. We throw it on a quick uh, Google template, et cetera, and we repeat. Any scripts, any messaging that works. And what I mean by that is like, let's say you do outreach to a warm prospect, right? And, you know, you present your uh, your venture, what it is you do, how you think you can help. You have this really just kind of, you just, you know, send them some script that you wrote up. And if it works really well, guess what? Document that script and say, hey, this is what we use whenever we reach out um, to warm prospects. Everything from your onboarding process, right? Like, when you think about how you onboard clients, right, um, they're happy to start working with you, et cetera. You know, in my case, I have a service business, so I onboard clients. But everything, even if you sell a product or service, like once they make that purchase, what's the next step, right? Like are you sending them? Uh, are you having them sign up for your newsletter? You know, are you sending them a thank you card or whatever? Because guess what? That might work really well for you. Damn, they get a thank you card. Next thing you know, they're ordering again and again, and they're making recommendations for other people. But, again, the only way you figure this stuff out is that you you test it, you know, you test it, you validate, um, and you improve it. And so, you know, just you got to be fearless and you got to trust yourself because I trust you. You've got the knowledge, skills, and expertise that you're bringing over from the military. We just got to gotta lean into that, right? And we've got to, um, you know, uh, put our best foot forward and really be open to learning and really making decisions ourselves. Don't be afraid to make decisions because, again, you know your venture uh, better than anyone else. So uh, I hope this is helpful for today. I've been doing a little bit shorter episodes the last few weeks, mainly because I, I want to get y'all out of momentum. I want to get you beyond just um, listening to, 
you know, advice all the time. It's like, yo, how are we actually taking actions, right? So this is an action-oriented uh, podcast, right? If I want to impact the broader veteran, entrepreneur, and military spouse ecosystem, right, and we want to grow it and hire other veterans and military spouses so they have a safe space to come into when they leave the military or maybe they're out there wandering on their own so uh, disconnected from their tribe and we have the ability to bring them back together bring them back in the fold as entrepreneurs or uh, just working with our companies right that's how i plan to create impact is help you all succeed and so part of that is encouraging you and driving you to um take some action so uh Last episode I did, I was like, hey, here's some actionable steps I want you to do. I'm going to do the same thing on this one. When you go out and you are working on your business, okay, first half is your customers, right? Those first 10 customers, right? Document who they are, okay, how you reach them, right, what the best messaging is. And when I mean document, like put it on a Google Doc. You can even do some training. You can just hit record on your video and explain it. And even if you're one-on-one, that's going to be super helpful as you start to hire, like, social media interns. You start hiring other team members. Maybe you go out and recruit a co-founder, right? They need to have this kind of, uh, this this portfolio, as you would say. I don't know if it's not portfolio. What do you call it? They just need this playbook, right? They need this playbook that answers uh, questions and makes the process easier. So you're going to do that on the, the acquisition slide side, so how we actually go out and get customers. How we deliver the value to our clients, right? How we deliver the maximum value to our clients, you need to document that as well, okay? So when I started Ironbound Media, the first thing I did was I created templates for each session. So like I had a working session, that was my free working session to, you know, get uh, potential prospects of feeling what it would be like to work with me. And I had a Google Doc and I had the same template that I filled out with every single uh, prospect. And the more I did it, the more I was able to refine it, add stuff here, add stuff there. But anytime I sit down with a prospect, I have a template. I have the same set of questions um, that I ask over and over again. Um, and it's super helpful because it makes you sharp and it makes sure you're giving every prospect the same level of value. You see what I'm saying? Because, you know, while I say, you know, quit trying to scale, don't focus on scale um, at the same time. You want to look for opportunities that potentially do, right? So, like, I'm not looking for scale. I'm out there just, bam, you know, working with prospects. And then I'm like, okay, hey, this works really well. Let me go ahead and document this and add this to our arsenal. So behind the scenes, I have templates uh, for everything that we do. The same thing for this podcast. I have templates for how we upload it. I've got templates for everything because this is part of our playbook. So whenever I bring in new team members, et cetera, I'm like, hey, here's the podcast. This is how we do things. Um, this is how you upload something, you know, this is how we send it out, et cetera. And that's really uh, our playbook. So uh, as you are working um, in your business, as they like to say, be sure you're working on your business. And what they mean is creating your business playbook as a start. So hope this episode was helpful. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all tuning into the show. And I appreciate y'all succeeding uh, more than anything else Feel free to uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn or Instagram at Iron Mike Stedman. Also, make sure that you 
uh, subscribe to our newsletter. I've been doing better, y'all. I sent out a newsletter last week. I'm sending out another one uh, this week, sharing one of the episodes of the Transition Podcast. But please pass that along. I want to continue to grow our ecosystem, and I want to continue to impact other veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. So until next time, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week.